It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Thank you and welcome to our Tuesday show, Taco Tuesday, two for Tuesday. Good morning and thank you for joining us here for this Tuesday. Good morning, Brandon. Morning, Buzzley. How was your trip over the weekend? Good? Yeah, I mean, it's just one of the quick trips we head over to Austin every couple of months. Or technically Round Rock, I should say. Is there anything you like to do while you're in Austin, or is it all just kind of your time spoken for? Um, I don't really do anything because the wife is in classes, so I use them as work days, which is why I get the Monday off after. Wait, what now? I use them as work days. Wait, you go out of town and you count it as a work day? Yeah. Tell me how this works. I work a lot over the weekend and then I get Monday off. Oh, interesting. You still and who have would to I work, speak Buzz. to? Who would I speak to about <laughs> arranging something like that? Nobody. Like you work from here, or you work from home. I work from the hotel room. I'm out of town. I'm in Austin. Sweet. So you're saying that if I were to go on vacation and get on the computer during the day and do some work, I could say, "Hey, this wasn't actually vacation. This was actually work." Yeah, it doesn't really work that way. You mean it doesn't work that way for me? Yeah, because I think that they would see right through you. Like, you're not doing this to actually get work done. You're just doing this to get a free vacation day out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm actually working. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't, like, on a, on a, during a regular week, I don't have time to do all the stuff that I need to do. So every I couple see. of months, I'm able to use that over the weekend all right. and roll it into a Monday. Joanna, do you have any good scams that you'd like to share with everybody? No, I don't. <laughs> you haven't seen I gotta up my game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got uh, a lot to talk about, including a new college sports rule in California that it, there, it, there's going to be a collision between the state of California and the NCAA somewhere down the road. So... Brandon, can you, to the best of your ability, explain what California wants to do well, in the next couple, in the next few years? It's basically, I believe it starts in 2023, and it's opening up college athletes to get paid. So you wouldn't get paid by the university, but you could monetize your celebrity status. So yeah, if you're you big, could make money on your name, like you know how you know when Tim Tebow was in Florida, he had the highest selling jersey, so he would be able to make money on that. You could get your Instagram sponsored, for instance. Let's assume that Instagram is still a thing in 2023. Mm-hmm. You could, I guess, use the fact that you are famous as a college athlete to get paid money. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to do that before, you had to do it in a sneaky way, like have a fake job that they paid you 30 grand a year for that you never had to show up for. Yeah, they still I, I went do to it. the University of Oklahoma in the 80s. I know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a lot of people are saying this was going to happen. That's going to be the law. They're going to pass this law in California. All of a sudden, players are going to have an extra incentive to go to California. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, I can go to Alabama. I can legally I can go make to Texas. Money now. But now, or I can go to California and I can make bank while I'm in college. And the NCAA is already talking about voiding California schools' athletics or making it so that California schools can't play anyone outside the state of California. So uh, it could be very 
interesting uh, to see how this plays out. Or are other states going to follow suit and go with the California model? I kind of hope other states follow suit. Well, it, I, it, it boggles my mind. I've always thought it's very unfair that everybody makes money off except of college athletes except the college athlete. Mm-hmm. Even if this were going to be the case, though, I don't think you're, you know, you're member of the of the swim team or the women's softball team. Well, some some of them might, but most of them aren't going to be making a lot of money. Yeah, it depends on the school and what they're famous for. Sure. Uh, so the NCAA is very very against this. Yeah, because they're it's so all, against it's all, the rich, it's all the rich white people that don't want anybody else making money. It they're so against it. I'm suspicious of their motives. <laughs> it's like, listen, coaches can make millions a year. The university rakes in millions a year. The universities you play, the advertisers make money. The broadcasters make money. Everybody makes money except the poor kid who got a stinger last week mm-hmm. and is going to be like semi paralyzed for the rest of his life. Yikes. It's like they can't make any money. Uh, so I, I think it's really fascinating and just wonder how it's what's going to happen. It's long overdue. Mm. All right. Uh, Trump uh, is talking about wanting to find out who the whistleblower is. Trump also mentioned in a tweet yesterday that we're headed towards civil war, which is a, you know, it's a concerning thing when anybody says it. But when the president of the United States starts talking about civil war, it seems like an especially egregiously irresponsible thing to be going on. Uh, I mean, it's creepy enough when you read it in the Breitbart comments, but when you read it on the president's Twitter feed. Are you sure he wasn't talking about Guns N' Roses and their Civil song? War? Yeah. <laughs> well, all I know... I don't need no Civil War. <laughs> what we got here, here is failure to communicate. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I, I gotta if we are if our country is headed for civil war here's a suggestion we decide mm-hmm. ahead of time what we're gonna do with the civil war statues like for the next civil war we just agree okay loser doesn't get any yeah or like, loser's got it right, but they've got to be indoors right <laughs> these are the rules for the second American civil war pertaining to the statues that are gonna come out of it all right uh, we're gonna talk some sports with Brandon a little bit later this morning Joanna's got news. And Joanna, do you want to preview what's coming up in either news or entertainment? Because you're going to be doing both of them today. Sure. Uh, yeah. Let me find something to oh. find for you. Well, yeah. do, do the entertainment part of it. Then. Oh, okay. You could do that. So theaters across the nation are really upping up their security for the premiere of Joker this coming Friday. And at least one theater chain is really... Thursday. There'll be, there'll be theaters True. showing it on Thursday night. So, mm-hmm. And that was the one where that the creeping... Uh, in Aurora. In Aurora. Right, that, that was the Thursday night, you know, when everybody mm-hmm. was waiting in line to that see That theater will not be showing Joker They're not going to show Joker. But now Alamo Draft House is really, uh, they're bringing in extra security for the movie because they don't want any trouble. There are a lot of theaters that are also banning masks from being worn during the movie. All right. And people are just really upping their security because they're saying this movie just promotes a bunch of violence. Um, I guess they've seen the movie then? I guess so. I guess the people, I mean, 
I don't know about the people who are saying like you need to up your security. I don't know if they've seen Wait, the movie. Are they saying it promotes violence in a in a in a different way than John Wick, for instance, promotes violence? I guess so. I, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. I mean, it's not like sure. it's the only violent movie. Uh, yeah. And from all the previews I see, most of the violence is being committed against the Joker. Like they're beating him up with his sign and stuff, that is true. and mugging him in the subway and stuff. Mm-hmm. All the violence in the trailer. I haven't seen the movie. You know, mm-hmm. I I have a feeling though it's kind of it has a real taxi driver vibe. That's the one where uh, Robert, Robert De Niro mm-hmm. plays Travis Bickle, and he's just this loser who right. fantasizes about getting revenge for what everybody. What a coincidence! Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro comes De Niro. out in the movie. Well, <laughs> I take that more as like an homage to King of Comedy. In that one, Robert De Niro, who was the younger actor at the time. Mm-hmm played Rupert Pupkin, who was a wannabe stand-up comedian who dreamed of getting on a uh, late-night show that was hosted mm-hmm. by this famous late-night host, played ah. by Jerry Lewis. Well, now okay. uh, Robert De Niro plays the famous late-night host. Right, and the Joker's Joker trying to get emulates it. him. So right, I, right. I see it as kind of a callback to uh, King of Comedy, which oh. came out like in 1982. Mm-hmm. Um, are you interested, Brandon, in seeing Joker? I think so. Originally, I wasn't. <laughs> I, think, I think I am too now. Yeah, originally I wasn't just because it's like, okay, this is another Batman movie. Uh, it's not even linked to any of the other DC movies, which might be a good thing at this point because those movies all suck. Um, they had a story that Margot Robbie and the cast of Suicide Squad 2 all went to go see a screening of Joker. And they're like, oh, why is this, this so good? Yeah, it's like, hey... This is a DC movie that doesn't suck. They didn't tell us we had that option. Yeah, I was I really didn't have any hopes whatsoever when they first announced this movie, but seeing the previews and some of the stuff that's been talked about it since then, I'm I'm kind of intrigued. I'm, I want to check it out. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. I wonder if anybody I, I imagine anybody who works in an office mm-hmm. might be might be able to relate to this. What's the deal where somebody will send out a congratulations to somebody? And sometimes it's not even a major thing. It's just like, hey, we had this event and it went okay. And then there's a certain cadre of people, Uh usually chicks, who just (laughs) reply all with congratulations. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, was that sexist? Uh, I'm just saying fact, it's mostly women. Women, don't say chicks. In your experience. (laughs) In my experience. So you sit out, hey, we had this event, it went good, so congratulations. Then, bloop, 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 bloop. all of a sudden, you get <laughs> 20. That, was that your computer That's my stuff? computer. Bloop, 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 bloop. That's all the emails coming in. your computer in the 80s? Bloop, 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 bloop. And it's everybody saying, yeah, congratulations, uh-huh. Tammy. Woo, way to go, Tammy. Congrats, Tammy. It's like, what are you doing? Just send Tammy the message Or just stop directly. by your cubicle if you really, hey, good job on that thing that you did. My belief is it's not really you're congratulating. It's people who feel the need to present an image of a good corporate citizen. Like, hey, I'm there re- for them. I congratulated them immediately. And just reminding everybody else on the thread because it's like a reply all. Hey, look at me. I work here and am actively engaged mm-hmm. in what's going on. Did you want to tell people what you did? 
we made up like a non-existent <laughs> employee. Yeah, so and said that he and then the, the award that we made up was an, uh, just a, the most r- ridiculous sounding nothing award you could possibly come it up with. It sounded great it's actually. Like the, <laughs> Do you want me to read the email? I got it right here. Read the email. Yeah, because and I didn't send it from me because everybody would know. They would know it was bogus because this isn't something we have to send do. it from someone who we know everyone would take seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So the email says, "Hello, all. One of our outstanding digital team members was recently recognized by a prestigious national organization. Stuart Podesto was named as a, <laughs> as a Chancellor's Award recipient by the American Institute for Digital Excellence." I was kind of hoping that you maybe turned that into something. Some like it's like something out. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, like, this is one of the highest honors a digital contributor can win, <laughs> and it's the first time it's been won by an El Pasoan. So if you see Stuart, let him know how much we appreciate his hard work behind the scenes. He usually is here on weekends and overnights, so I'll include him on this thread so he can see how much we value his contributions. And then it took a little bit to get going. It took like 30 uh-huh. minutes. Let's take a bit, because then Brandon comes in and he's like, hey, yeah, we're doing like, this thing. I was like, can you grease the wheels on this thing and congratulate him? <laughs> oh, and then whatever. as I was about to do that, bing, 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 somebody bing. sent it in and I was like, well, I don't have to do this. <laughs> well, and this is the thing that, that bothers me the most about it is it takes absolutely no thought to write a congratulations. So it doesn't mean anything. It's almost more detrimental to how you are because it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to type this thing really quick because it's going to make me look good. Despite the fact... This person doesn't even exist. I hate to use the term, but it's because <laughs> I think this term has been mu- misused a lot. It's virtue signaling. You're letting people know, oh, look at what a great employee I am. I responded to an email thread and replied all so that you would all see how awesome I am. So people were calling to congratulate the non-existent Stuart Pedesso. What was the award called? The Chancellor's <laughs> some uh, digital something. The Chancellor's Award recipient by the American Institute for Digital Excellence. Right. This is all, all good. made up. This was Amazing. all good until our boss uh, until, yeah. chimed in. It was like congratulations, and then he, you know, basically called it out that he knew that it was fake. Yeah. So. Whistleblower. Yeah. Yeah, which is fine, but then, but then again, he <laughs> but, didn't he didn't get to it until. But by then, it end, had already circulated. Oh, it, it had taken on a life of its own for sure. At that point, there okay. is one that said, "Like, hey, you know, Stuart, congratulations! Please stop by my office yeah. so I can congratulate you in person." Yeah, I think that I saw that one, and I think that person had already been tipped off. Oh, <laughs> that it that not not all was as it seems. Oh, and I was uh. thinking they're so thoughtful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. It's an alternative fact When the truth is so whack Not a lie, don't say that Here's an alternative fact Alright, what do we got today? So, last week we found out that Jennifer Lopez and Shakira are going to be this coming up Super Bowl's halftime show. So, the theme is booties. <laughs> this year. Let me see here. Are there any other booties on here? No. <laughs> but it's all about previous Super Bowl performers. So here we go. Number one, fact or alternative fact. The most recent Super Bowl halftime was headlined by Maroon 5. Uh, yeah, I remember last uh, January we were making fun of Adam Levine's torso tattoos, which looked like he just went into a tattoo shop and looked at a page of samples and said, give me that page. Yep. laid out just like that. So that is a fact. That's a fact. You are correct. Wow. All right. It's so weird, the little things that you remember, huh? Yeah. 
And it's interesting that you remembered it specifically because we were mocking his tattoos. Mm. Well, we had uh, it was Lady Gaga in 2017, then Justin Timberlake, then Maroon 5. All right, here we go. Number two, fact or alternative fact. This, the first Super Bowl halftime show featured Diana Ross and the Supremes. No, I don't think so. I think it probably just had like a, a marching band. It might even been a high school marching band for the first one. They certainly didn't have like one of the hottest recording artists of the day. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. So, alternative fact. That's an alternative fact. No, you said it earlier. I mean, you got it right. The early halftime shows for the Super Bowl were marching bands, stuff like that. Diana Ross didn't do one until 1996. All right, it's two for two. Here's number three, fact or alternative fact. An Elvis impersonator headlines the halftime show in 1989. I'm just, uh, I remember the the Elvis impersonator. I'm just trying to see if you're, you're off by a year. Yeah, it was like late 90s. Uh, late 80s, rather. I think he also did magic. Like, he was an Elvis impersonator who nice. did magic tricks. And as I recall, the reviews were not very good. And it was right on the cusp of when they really started to try and put on extravaganza type of halftime shows. This might have been like the straw that broke the camel's back. It's like, uh, guys, we, we can't keep sucking like this. There's cable TV. They got a puppy bowl now. They got beer bottles playing a football against each other. We got to do something else. So I'll, I'll say that's a fact. That's a fact. Yep. So they came up with a character named Elvis Presto, who sang oh, yeah. and did magic. Critics nice. panned completely. So you got yeah. perfect on that one. All right, you're three for three. Here's number four, fact or alternative fact. None of these top artists have ever done a Super Bowl halftime show. Bruce Springsteen, Aerosmith, The Rolling Stones, Prince, Madonna, and U2. They all have. What, can you say the, the first part of the question again? None of these top artists have oh. ever done a Super Bowl halftime show. Alternative fact. They, That's an alternative fact. Yeah, nice. If you didn't get that one, I'd be uh, highly questioning you because yes, they <laughs> have all done a Super Bowl halftime show. Bruce Springsteen, Aerosmith, The Rolling Stones, Prince, Madonna, and U2. They have all performed. And ZZ Top, too. And The Who, as well. Oh, uh, The Who. Mm-hmm. That was right. All right, here we go. You're four for four. This is for a perfect score. Five for five. Here we go. Fact or alternative fact. No artist has ever done the Super Bowl halftime show three times. Oh, Boy, as much as I would like to go perfect today, I think I'm going to have to guess at this one. No Super Bowl artist has done three times. Well, Justin Timberlake has done it twice. He did. He was on stage with Janet Jackson. That was a, one of the most famous Super Bowl halftime shows. Mm-hmm. Then he did it like three years ago, two years ago, mm-hmm. whatever. But I, I, I don't remember him. You know what? Like, it could have been, like, uh, his band Backstreet Boys or somebody. He was in NSYNC. Okay, well, whichever oh, one he was in. Yeah, maybe they were on there. That fight, Whatever. Buddy. Maybe NSYNC <laughs> was in there. Like I say, it's going to have to be a stab in the dark. I'm, I'll say uh, fact. I'll go ahead and say fact. No, wait. No, no, no. Say this question again. <laughs> no artist has ever done the Super Bowl halftime show I, three times. I meant alternative fact. That's an alternative. Oh, look at that. We got a winner. We got a winner. So, uh, gee, I wonder. Oh, you know what? Did you say no artist? Yeah. 
So oh that goodness. could have been like up with people. No, nah, we we're not counting. <laughs> oh, you're, you're counting like actual stars. Yeah. So you had. It could have been up with people. Though. Artists. Yeah. Artists who have done it twice. You had uh, Bruno Mars. He did it in 2014 and 2016. Beyonce did it in 2013 and 2016. Nelly did it in 2001 <laughs> and 2004. So those really? are the artists who have done it twice. Yes, Nelly. All right. There have been a couple that have done it three times. You got one of them, Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah? So he performed with NSYNC in 2001, and then he did as, yes. a, as a solo act in 04 and 2018. Well, solo act with Janet Jackson. With Janet Jackson. Gloria Estefan has also done it three times. 1992, mm-hmm. 1995, and 1999. I wonder if those were all years they had it in Miami and it's like part of the city charter that well, if you have an like event, you have, to have, <laughs> you have to have Gloria Estefan and Miami Sound Machine <laughs> perform. Well, it's no, like you can't have your game here unless you're going to have Gloria Estefan Super perform. Bowl's in Miami this year. That's one of the reasons because Jennifer Lopez, even though she's Jenny from the block, she's not from Miami. And even with Shakira, they're going for kind of that Latin Flavor. For I wouldn't be surprised if Gloria Estefan doesn't ah, make it number that four. That would be amazing. Like, uh, you know, kind of like a cameo pop mm-hmm. up. It's like everybody got it right. The rhythm got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she'd come out and give us a, uh, a 45 second version. The rhythm's going to get you. And it's like, we, we, we've fulfilled our obligation. <laughs> It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Actual crime stories from around the world and across the nation. Here's today's true crime report. How shocked would you be if I told you there's a story about a guy named Billy Bob who got drunk and did something dumb? Surprised? Yeah, would you be surprised to hear that a guy no. named Billy Bob got drunk? Did he drunk? get at all? married to Angelina Jolie? Yes. <laughs> no. Did he drive around in his big old pickup truck with a pig named Bacon? <laughs> 59-year-old uh, Billy Bob Hall lives near Dallas, and he recently decided to turn himself in to police for violating his parole. He was nervous because he thought he'd be going back to jail, but he he had made his mind up he was going to turn himself in for violating his parole. So he just, but he was so nervous he decided to get rip snorting drunk <laughs> before he went in <laughs> to take the edge off a little. He says he chugged seven Budweisers, you know, liquid courage. Then he went to the police station. <laughs> When it showed up, the police looked into what he said. It turned out that they weren't looking for him and that he had not violated his parole. It's not clear why Billy Bob thought he had violated his parole, but the police said we don't have any warrants, so they could have let him go. Until he admitted to something? Except he was so drunk, they determined he was a danger to himself and they arrested him on public intoxication, oh, man. which was a violation of his parole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, the story says apparently being public intoxicated, getting a charge for public intoxication was a violation of his parole, so he had not violated his parole, but he's now back in jail. So good job, Billy Bob. All right, a a story we had earlier about an hour ago in the sound clip segment. There's a guy in California whose legal name is Sexy Vegan. Mm -hmm. He changed it. And he was just arrested. Oh, I got a few more details. He was arrested uh, for having sexual relations with his dog. 
Oh, good Lord. Ugh. I didn't include how they were tipped off. Oh, God. A uh, 37-year-old who lives in Hollywood, California. His legal name is Sexy Vegan. He was born Hansel DiBartolo III. <laughs> Apparently, that name wasn't flamboyant enough. Here's how the cops were on to him. He posted a video of him having sex with his dog on social media. He was arrested on Thursday for sexual assault on an animal and for a charge of posting obscene matter. This could carry a a sentence of up to a year in jail. So I don't think we had that when we did the story earlier that the police were tipped off after the man posted the video of him doing this heinous act <gasps> on social media. Like the Mr. Hands video? Oh my god. I don't, I'm not going to look that. I don't want to know what that is. You don't know Mr. Hands? Mm-mm. Yeah, don't look it up. <sighs> Thanks that, a that lot. Will, that will get you flagged by corporate. <laughs> anyway, this... Uh, it involves a horse. This man, mm-hmm. Sexy Vegan, had appeared on the Dr. Phil show a couple of years ago. There is clearly something not quite right going on. He appeared on Dr. Phil and was arguing, shouting, uh, arguing with his mother, and he was removed from the Dr. Phil show. That really says something, because that show is all about people acting in bizarre ways. He was so bizarre, they said, no, you got to get out of here. You can be on Springer, but not on yeah. Dr. Phil, I Catch guess. Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah. I am the beautiful vegan messiah. I was just like my dad. Ten luxury cars. My dad told me I had the same name as him until I legally changed it. My mom did not bail me out of jail when she knew I was innocent. I'm liberating over 70 billion pigs in cages so small they cannot move for years. I have the highest score in Hot or Not history. I got 9.9 out of 10 after 327 women raided me. Let's see your talent. Okay, take him out. Thank God. <laughs> he was, by Thank the way, God. <laughs> he was singing Disturbed. I believe he was disturbed. I, I agree song, with that. That's a song called Liberate that he's just kind of changing the, at the very beginning where he's talking like, waiting, that part, mm-hmm. that's a Disturbed song. Oh. Joanna had me bring up a picture and you said he's got a lot of face tattoos. I'm not sure. Yeah. Those, I'm not 100% sure those are face tattoos. What would they be just drawing? Yeah, maybe smudges. Like maybe he did it with. It looks like, like on uh, when the Catholics get ashes put on their head. It kind of <laughs> looks like it's made out of that stuff. <laughs> he probably needs, you know, help of some kind. See what happens when you don't eat meat, folks. Turns you into a doggy diddler. (laughs) (laughs) This uh, story comes out of Leland, North Carolina. I, I gotta give the women, the woman, respect for even going to the police with this, with something like this. Good for her. She stood up for herself. A burglar broke into a 38-year-old woman's house in Leland, North Carolina, last week. According to the police report, they stole some jewelry some money and according to the police report the woman's quote 12 inch electric vibrator wand oh my okay if the cops catch the burglar they'll be facing charges of larceny and breaking and entering (laughs) 
You know, the woman could have said, yeah, they got some jewelry and some money, and that's it. Yeah. But she included. Like, was it they like got a the crazy 12 expensive electric. one? Was it autographed by somebody? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe it was just her favorite. Whatever, you know. She included that right in there with her other valuables. Oh, and uh, that's also in there, too. They stole that. Um, just to get a little weirder, police are searching for a couple that stole a bunch of bull penises. <laughs> what? I'll let, I'll let you just simmer over Man. that for a second. Why Why would there be a bunch of bull penises in one place? Somebody's trying to recreate Fear Factor? <laughs> uh, there's a draw. Joe there's, Rogan's expanding his podcast? There's a dog treat called <laughs> Pizzle. <laughs> and the whole treat is actually a dried bull penis. And there's at least one couple in Canada that now is just up to their eyeballs in them because they stole a bunch of them. Oh, that sounds like a bunch of bull pizzle. <laughs> sounds like a cock and bull story. Hey. Hey. <laughs> a pet shop in Newfoundland posted some surveillance shots on Facebook this week of a couple... That went into their store and stole hundreds of dollars worth of pizzles. That is dried bull penis. For fizzle. They attempted to do it at another store, but ran off empty-handed. Now the store is asking for the public's help to identify them. There's no word on why the couple might have wanted so many of these things. Well, maybe they just wanted to give the dog a bone. Hey, A guy who was pulled over for speeding in England had a a pretty good excuse. I mean, I might have accepted it if I'd been the the Bobby. Guy was recently pulled over in Dorset, England for going well above the speed limit. When police asked him why he was driving so fast, he told them it was because the other passengers in his car kept breaking wind. (laughs) So he wanted to get where they were going as fast as possible to get them and him out of the car. Unfortunately for him, the police gave him a ticket anyway and then advised him to just roll down the windows next time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. I just roll down the window. You got any... Uh, Flatulence-based puns you want to do about this story? No. Nothing's coming to mind. Something about gas. There's got to be one there. And finally, there's a police department in Wisconsin that I think fundamentally misunderstands teenagers and Halloween. Mm -hmm. The police in Lafarge, Wisconsin, are anticipating... Uh, homecoming and Halloween coming up. They recently posted some guidelines on their Facebook. Guidelines for people who are planning on toilet papering a house. Oh, or TP action, huh? TP, right. Here's the quote from the Lafarge Police Facebook page. If children are going to toilet paper someone's property, they should first receive consent from the property owner and clean up the mess. That's not how it works, done. man. That's not what TPing is all about. It is not. Dude, you sound mm-hmm. so out of touch. You sound like such a boomer. Police <laughs> in Lafarge, Wisconsin. Okay. That's right. 
If you want to TP a house in 2019, you're expected to ask permission first and then clean up afterward. And uh, that's your true crime report for today. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. I'm going to give us a rundown of what California is doing as far as their collegiate athletes go. And this is not going to take effect until 2023. California. A lot can change in, in, what would that be, four years? Yeah, and a lot is going to change. I think, okay, so so basically what it is, uh, California just signed into law um, giving college athletes the ability to make money off of their name and off of their likeness. It's one of the reasons that they don't do the college football games, the video games anymore based around college because they never had the players' names because they couldn't get those rights. But, but you, you would always have, was. yeah, it was always, um, you know, quarterback number, whatever. And he's got the exact same skill set as Kyler Murray. He's got the exact same skill set as uh, Jalen Hurts or somebody like that or, or Tua or whoever it may be. So you knew who it was. But then it was the O'Bannon brothers from UCLA who played basketball. They sued over this and they won. Oh, I remember Ed O'Bannon. Where they're saying, look, they're capitalizing on our likeness. We're of legal age. God, that was a long time ago. That must have been close to 20 years ago, right? The O'Bannons? Yeah. Well, when they played, but the lawsuit was the, the lawsuit. The lawsuit was more recent. The lawsuit was just within the past few years. Um, and so. It was, uh, what's the governor's name? Grissom? Grissom? Now? Grisham? No, no, Newsom. Gavin uh, yeah, Newsom. Gavin Newsom. And he signed the bill on LeBron James's show, The Shop. And I don't think that this was signed with the- Wait, didn't LeBron just skip college altogether? He did. <laughs> okay. Um, but, but now here's the thing. You can't do that now. You got to play at least one year. Do you have to? You don't even have to play a year of college. If you want to go overseas, you're more than welcome to go overseas. But any player who has done that, their draft stock has dropped, meaning it's ultimately costing them money because the higher you're drafted, the higher your first contract is going to be worth. Right? Right. All right. Why? Why does their draft stock drop? Maybe they nobody went over- sees them as much, and they're not yeah. playing the same kind of competition. And so when they're over, like in, okay, in, but in take scouts, somebody who went over and played in. Italy mm-hmm. for a season and then wanted to go to the NBA draft, you didn't see LeBron James anymore between his senior year of high school and his first year going into the NBA than you did this guy. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yes and no. Um, it, it basically, I mean, they, been, do they think this this guy who could have gone right from high school to the pros got worse no, while he was playing these overseas? Aren't, these aren't even necessarily guys who could have gone straight to the pros. I mean, yeah, they might have been able to. Uh, Those are the only guys that I would recommend. The the once in a you know once a year players like like Kevin Durant are the only ones that I would uh, even remotely recommend do that. Yeah, Durant could have easily gone straight from high school to the pros. He didn't need that one year at Texas. Uh, But then you can also look at players like Sebastian Telfair, straight out of high school. He's. I think he's doing three to five years right now because his life just spiraled out of control. And he, quite frankly, wasn't that good in the NBA. So what this this doing is it's saying that for all of these college athletes, you're allowed to now um, make money on your likeness. If people are buying your jerseys or if you want to get your own endorsements or whatever the case may be, you are now allowed to make money on that. And the NCAA is like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
we still kind of like our under the table illegal stuff that the FBI is investigating right now. You know, we're planning on changing it, but we're not sure. So the NCAA is really just upset that California beat them to the punch on this because this has been one of the absolute worst systems on the planet because every single person is making money. You want to look at the college athlete, the college football player who is selling jerseys or is putting people in the seats to come watch them play where the university is making a ton of money, the head coaches are making a ton of money, everybody's making money except for the college athlete. And it's just because there's this arbitrary rule from the NCAA that says, oh, you're not allowed to do that. Which, think, it makes no sense. Think how much has changed in 100 years, which I know a century sounds like a long time, but uh, originally it was like, hey, we want to start playing this sport. Uh, we'll just get a bunch of guys that are already students to play, uh, whether it's basketball or football or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was like, uh, it's just, you know, good exercise. And I like to play this game, so mm-hmm. we're going to do it. Then it got to the point where colleges wanted to get better players so they say you know what we'll do we'll pay their way through college we'll give them a scholarship in order to come and play football and then you started having people who are basically uh professionals <laughs> in a way uh especially in some of the dirtier programs where you go there and they get your mom a job mm-hmm. or they buy your dad a house or you know watch the movie blue chips if you want to know how it works but it we're a long way from oh it's a simple transaction you come play the sport and in exchange you get a free college education it seldom works out that way um yeah you get your tuition paid but there's not a lot of emphasis especially in really good programs that you you know, take difficult classes or even show up for class. Like I said, I was at Oklahoma in the 80s. I know how it mm-hmm. worked. Mm-hmm. I had classes with some of the biggest stars in college, football and basketball, and I saw them on the first day of class, and I saw them on the last day of class <laughs> of the semester. They never showed up for any class in between. You know why? Why? They weren't there to go to school. Uh, they weren't expected to go to school by their parents, by their coaches, by anybody, it was just, hey, this makes a lot of money for the university, for our advertisers and our sponsors and the coaches. Everybody's making money. We don't care that these kids aren't actually getting an education. Well, the interesting thing is, too, is you could always have any other student on campus. If you have, let's say, a student who is getting a, you know some sort of an arts degree and they want to go be in a play and they make money off that play while they're in college, guess what? They can do that. Yeah, they're they're allowed to make money based on their craft. Where football players, baseball when players, Natalie, basketball players, when Natalie soccer Portman players, volleyball to, players, none of them. Take as an example when Natalie Portman went to Harvard. Uh huh. It wasn't like, well, she can't make any movies. She can't get paid for being in any movies. Of course she could. Oh yeah. It's a totally uh, different rule. The NCAA may fight it in court. The statement yesterday from the NCAA was, "We will consider next steps in California." Uh, while our members move forward with ongoing efforts to make adjustments to the NCAA game, name, image, and likeness rules that are both realistic in modern society and tied 
to higher education. So they're still playing this higher education. It's a bunch of crap. Which is a bunch of garbage. Well, and it's the same thing that goes, that's what they always would claim. Oh, well, there's a reason why these Division I schools can't have a playoff because this is finals time. They can't have a football (laughs) playoff because they need to be studying. If there's anybody that's not studying for a test, it's the Alabama football team. It's the Clemson football team. They're studying for the games that they have coming up. And then if you look below Division One. Those divisions have full-on tournaments to figure out a national champion. It's it's so corrupt. It is so dirty that I'm glad that California is starting to make this move because somebody needs to go in and clean. I it hope up. they get some momentum and other states follow suit, and then the NCAA is not going to have as much bar. I think if it was only California, in the NCAA has kind of indicated that they'll they'll punish schools of California, but think of the advantage of going to school in California if Where you're you a blue chip athlete. Yeah. yeah. You you know, you could go to a prestigious school like Alabama or you could go to USC and maybe make a million dollars while you're there. Well and that's so. the thing is that if anybody out there wants to believe that their school, if you're winning in one of the major sports, if you think that they've done it clean, you're kidding yourself. Look at the what the NC what the FBI uncovered with the whole college basketball scandal, and it's like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna nail Kansas right now because Kansas got flagged for a bunch of violations. Oh, but Duke landed all mm-hmm. of these major players. They landed Zion Williamson, or there's all these major schools out there that are landing these major players completely on the level. Like they're not doing anything shady whatsoever. You're kidding yourself. There's there's a long standing joke that whoever the uh, you know. Uh, best junior in college is if they if they decide not to go pro the joke is well he wanted to but he couldn't afford to take the pay cut yep. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast there's a college kid who I think maybe deserves like the medal of honor what's the highest award a civilian can get from our government, mm, like the Congressional President. Medal of Honor. Oh. The, this guy turned the tables on scammers mm-hmm. and scammed them out of money. The Presidential Medal of Freedom. Ah. Well, this kid should get it. <clears throat> I'll get to this coming up here in just a few minutes. So science says that dogs evolved eyebrows to manipulate humans' emotions. Yeah, we've talked about this on the air. Well... <laughs> it says that wolves well it's an oversimplification to say wolves don't have eyebrows but they don't have the muscles to control uh-huh. you know to make that when a dog looks guilty it actually looks guilty and you yes. know why it's doing that it's manipulating humans and this is going for sympathy yeah it mimics our facial expressions hoping so the idea would be if you were a caveman mm-hmm. let's say your name is Og <laughs> Uh-huh. And you've got some meat from your latest kill, and you're thinking about eating it yourself. Uh-huh. You're not, you know, you're you're not completely full. You look over, and your dog looks up at you with those sad eyes. Mm-hmm. Are you more likely to give it to that dog than if it was just a dog that didn't have staring sad at, dog eyes? Staring at y'all, mean. Yeah. Oh yes, give him the meat. Yeah, right. So that's why dog because it was like a survival technique and oh. that's why that's why dog shaming videos are such a hit <laughs> oh. 
Now, your cat hasn't developed those specialized muscles. <laughs> Nor does it care to. No. But scientists do think that may, what they've observed before is that cats uh-huh. don't meow when they're around other cats. Right. They purr. They meow to us. They, mou- they meow specifically when they're around uh-huh. humans. And scientists believe what that might be is an adaptation in which cats meow is mimicking the sound that a baby human makes. Oh. And that that triggers a response in us uh-huh. and that this is a uh, there's a lot of theories. I don't know that any of this is proven about cats, but there's the one that meowing is, I've heard is that making one. the sound of a baby mm-hmm. cat. How, how about the how one? would a, a baby kitten know that? <coughs> uh, because at this point now it's it's, 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 it's hardwired. Too oh, self-destruct. Okay. Well, the whole the whole thing of natural selection is whatever animal carries this trait. So this trait is vocalizing the sound around humans are more likely to survive. It right. works over the course of thousands and thousands of years. So the whole time they're just going, hey, 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 hey. There's another thing about cats that, once again, mm-hmm. this is all in theory, that cats, uh, when they show aggression or, you know, when they feel threatened, they impersonate a snake. So what they say is mm-hmm. like when a, when a cat is... is that also its ears go back it flattens down on the ground and they're saying uh-huh. not not for humans but for other animals uh-huh. that that is a cat impersonating a snake to oh. scare away predators that's a new one for me yeah i think i know a lot about cats <laughs> I, I can't stress enough that they don't know for sure that this is the case mm-hmm. but it's you know just one of the interesting theaters uh theories out there i wrote a blog about the uh eyebrows at uh, buzzhadamshow.com so you could check that out and I noticed <laughs> we got a brand new episode of Rockstar 101 yeah we do buddy it just went up recently well give us uh, <laughs> give us the behind the scenes on that so. well if you want to find it you can find it over on Spotify Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts it's Rockstar 101 Rockstar 101 and um, Shim was in Los Angeles so he spends most of his time down in Australia with his family now but he does make it back to Los Angeles Occasionally for certain things. And we got to talking about kind of recording. And one of the things he brought up was that you'll, if you're listening to a song and let's say like, you know, one specific snare hit sounds exactly the same through that whole song. The drummer didn't do that exactly the same, but there's a lot of producers now. They record every single drum hit and then they they replace it. And there, he said he's had some songs that what they will do is that they will capture the total performance of the song from the drummer, and then for the final edit that goes on the CD, the you know the the version that's going to be released, all of those drums have been taken out and re- been replaced by individual drum strikes by the producer. Um, so we get into that and a whole lot more, which is really cool with him talking about the recording process. And I also asked him about Halloween and whether or not. It's a big thing in Australia. It's I not. guess we need. It's not a big thing. No, no is it unheard not. of? 
Huh. Oh yeah, I mean they've they've heard of it, and it you know it, and it happens down there. But he said that you can always tell where an American lives during Halloween season because you'll see mm-hmm. like four or five houses with nothing, and then there'll be one house with a bunch of spider webs and skeletons in the yard. He's like, and that's an American's house. Oh wow. He's like, they, for some reason they just don't really get into it, but mm-hmm. it gets more in depth than this in the latest episode of Rockstar 101, which again, you can find it over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. I'm reading more about this college student who figured out how to scam scammers into giving him money, and I suggested he get the highest award. What's the highest award we offer to citizens of other countries? Because it turns out he's in Ireland. Oh. Uh, 22-year-old college kid the in Nobel Ireland. Peace Prize? Well, that's not us, but sure, maybe he is deserving of that. Let me tell you what he did. 22-year-old college kid in Ireland says he figured out a way to get scammers to give him money. And he says that he successfully pulled it off on three occasions. Earlier this month, he got an email from someone claiming to be a banker who was looking for an investment of $1,200. So here's what the kid did. He said, first, he acted very interested He said he wanted to invest more than that and asked if it would be okay if he invested $60,000. Keep in mind, this is a 22-year-old college kid. Okay. Second, he emailed them a fake PayPal invoice that made it look like he tried to transfer them the money. Mm -hmm. Then when the scammer didn't receive the funds, he claimed his bank put a hold on the transfer because they thought it was a scam. And he told the scammer that they needed to transfer a small amount of money first so the bank would know it was legit. And he convinced the scammer. Oh, my God. It's like, hey. You just uh, need to send me a little bit of money. You need just to send so me a little bit of legit. money so the bank is not as suspicious and knows uh-huh. that I'm legitimately uh-huh. making transactions with Brilliant. you. So the scammer ended up sending him about $30. <laughs> nice. The college student donated his, the money to a cancer charity and sent them an invoice letting them know that they had been scammed. What if you were to go big and be like, it's got to be at least 10% of what I'm trying to give you. And since I was trying to give you $60,000, I need you to deposit six grand. Now, you're going to get it right back because this is just to show the bank that this is not a scam. So if you could just deposit six grand into this account, I will promptly return $6,600. I don't know. I've got to think red flags would have gone off. I mean, but a kid scammed the scammers. I wonder if that's technically legal. <laughs> like if the scammer yeah, right. could come back and press charges against the kid for giving him a taste of his own medicine. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. There's a new survey out about reading habits, and it does not look like Americans are reading <laughs> all that much is it all that shocking though well it specifically has to do with books so right uh i mean i read every day i think most people read in a sense but we're we are talking books here we're not talking oh i read this article on facebook or no hey there was a buzzfeed article on which friends character i am but i can't read listicles and count that as oh i read a book oh i do read listicles I got my listicle sites that I go through, <laughs> so that doesn't count. No, this is an actual book, and then you study. Well, and then sometimes when I read a book, it's actually, you know, like an e-book, not a Kindle. You know, the thing that you get on your iPad. But it's a book. It's a. Is it? 
That still counts. Oh, okay. It still counts as a book, though. It's not an article or My listicle. book reading is about 50-50. Like Actual read, books and e-books. I was going to say, uh-huh. like, if you read what would The you, Firm and you read the hard copy of it, that's an actual physical book with pages, or you read it over on a Kindle, it counts as the same thing. Well, does it count if somebody listens to an audio book while they're driving? Would you count that as, oh, yeah, no. I read today. No, I read a couple chapters. No, because it's the same thing. Because what it is, it's, it's looking at the words, having your brain translate those words, and That's then reading. following it along. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so what are the findings? The study found that 27% of Americans haven't read a book in the past year, or even part of a book. Uh, but that now doesn't mean that 73% of us have. Growing up, my dad was mm-hmm. not a book reader. The only book I ever saw him read the was Bible. the Bible. Mm-hmm. Would, but he read it every day. Would that's, that count as reading? I think so. Yeah, yeah that's so. a big book to read. Well, best-selling book of all time. That's true. <laughs> they do say that the number is fairly consistent over the past four years. In April of 2015, 26% of people said that they hadn't read a book in the past year. And it's a big jump from 2011, though, when only 18% hadn't read in the past year. Uh, but 73% of us are reading a book, at least. What are you currently reading, Buzz? I, uh, right now? Mm-hmm. I, okay, in a, I, I have recently started something that I, I always thought was a bad idea, reading two, th- two different things at the same time. Oh. That's not easy. So on, like I got a book version of uh, A Confederacy of Dunces. Okay. Uh, which is a book by John Kennedy Toole. He ended up killing himself like at the age of 24 oh because he, he couldn't, he felt like a failure. Nobody would publish his book. And then uh-huh. his mom took it around to publishers and they eventually published it. And everybody talked about what an amazing oh genius God. he was after he killed himself. So I'm, I'm reading that uh, in a book form. And on my ebook, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a sci-fi book. Nice. It's a little story. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Star Wars. It follows <laughs> no. under the name of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> it's, it's it's fascinating. No, no, no. It's I'm trying to th- spoiler it's alert. Greg Benford. Darth Vader is his father. It's a sci-fi <laughs> author named Greg Benford, uh-huh. and I think it's called Rewrite. Let's and it's about this guy who dies in a car wreck when he's 48, and he wakes up inside his own body as a teenager. And he gets Ooh, to, it's like a Twilight Zone episode. That sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah, so he wakes up oh. and it's like he's back in the 60s and he has all of these this knowledge of what's going to happen and what's going to go on. It's just funny to see him navigate his way through his life until he gets oh. to the 80s and he lives such uh, like a like a hard party and lifestyle. He dies again in the 80s right back into his own uh, body. And I'm just getting to the part of the book where he finds out he's not the only one and some of history's great <laughs> geniuses are people that just tried it over and over again until they got it right. That's so cool. it's like Einstein pretty and good, actually. Philip K. Dick and he finds out all these great historical figures have also done the same thing. That sounds <laughs> like a good book. That now, does sound really interesting. It, I like that. It's a lot better than what I'm reading right now. What are you what reading? Are you reading? Well, I've, so I I've, I've read multiple things at once. I've, you know, Obviously, I've got my comic book collection. Uh, do we want to let people chime in and say what they're reading right now? Just yeah, if people, if you're yeah. in the Facebook let chat, us in the chat. Uh, fire away. Let us know what uh, let us know what you guys are reading. So I keep up with all my comic books. Um, I'm also reading a book <laughs> called um, uh, "Relaxing into Your Being." It's on Taoist meditation. And then oh, also, uh, you know what? I am reading. Oh, cool. a, I am reading a third book. I forgot. I got one in the bathroom. Whenever I'm in there, I read a chapter or two of <laughs> the bathroom reader. No. Oh. It's called 
And it's a pretty big salary. It's called the subtle art of not giving up. Oh, there nice. You go. So and I am. I'm doing three books at one time. And then I'm also cool. reading uh, the Gunslinger, the first book in Ugh. the Dark Tower series. And let me tell you, I, I was like a it. big you don't like, Stephen I don't King like fan. It. I don't like it. <laughs> I would just, just read whatever Stephen King came out with, and then when that one came out, I guess I must have been in high school. I read it, and it's boring. Yep. AF, oh, yeah. as I recall. Oh, really? It's been a chore, man. I, I went and I think got I slogged it. through it because I think I was doing it for a book reporter. For whatever reason, I, I read the whole thing, but I regretted it and I didn't read any more of them. <laughs> yeah, well, it seemed like, like a complete waste of time. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at at this point because I, I just read a book by Stephen King called Finders Keepers, which is a really good book, but there's uh, the the place called The Bookmark. That's It's a store where you can get books for dirt cheap. It's The one on Remcon? Yeah. It's oh. the... Uh, it's linked to the library, People donate... Right? Yeah, they donate books, they which they then turn around and sell for like a quarter. Yeah. And nice. the proceeds go... It's Friends of the Library, the public library. And uh-huh. that's one of the things... That- I feel so bad. Like, they want me to buy a membership every time. It's like, it'll save you 40%. And it's like, I feel guilty getting these books for as low as I do now. Here's like a $10 donation. <laughs> I know, it. right? Just take it, take it, because <laughs> you guys get ripped off over there. The oh, I have to check that out. Uh, that sounds really cool. It's pretty cool. So I, I take my kid there frequently because she loves reading. And it's one of those... Oh, good. It's one of those things that I really want to keep enforcing on her and, and, and really like allowing to flourish because that's that's a quality that's a trait that I don't think a lot of people grow up with it's you know oh I had to read this book for a book report or oh like I'm being made to read reading can be fun if you're choosing the right stuff and man I'm telling you right now the gunslinger is probably the wrong choice it doesn't get better I can tell you that it's not like you're gonna get to a point where it's like oh now it's good that's what I was hoping for. Oh no, my sister just bought a whole bunch of Stephen King books. Well, that so doesn't apply. Reading. This is just the Gunslinger, okay. the Dark Tower. Uh, I'm reading thinner right now. A thinner's good. It's not super long. It's I, so more like a novella. I've seen a lot of uh, Stephen King movies, but I haven't read any of the books. So I'm all, oh, I'll read the books and see how they differ from the movies. Are right, you in here? You gonna read it? Oh, it looks so. Get to that creepy ending of that movie. You know, it's as long as The <laughs> Stand. Eternal. Holy Moses. Doesn't that book like, you know, 1,500 pages the or something? The Stand is, like a, is, a, is a tome. It definitely is. <laughs> I read that in high school. Oh, too. really? What are people reading? Um, uh, Facebook chat, we've got... Um, let me scroll. Up Eddie here. wants to know what was the name of that book. I guess he's talking about the second one that I mentioned, yeah, Greg the, Benford. The and I think it's called Rewrite. Rewrite, it is. Oh, did you look it up? <laughs> yep. Loops in the Timescape. Yeah. Uh, Sounds really good. Edgar in the Facebook chat, he says he's reading Batman The Long Halloween. That is going to be the basis for the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Oh. Is The Long Halloween. So that, that should be pretty cool. Uh, Darlena says Generation Z, a mm. zombie novel. I and I that. thought for a second that it was uh, World War Z, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the one that they made the terrible oh, uh-huh. movie about. Well, that, that Brad Pitt one. That book is so good, and there's the book no is real good. There's no way you could turn that book into a movie that had any uh, semblance of what the book is about. Mm-hmm. Ooh, someone it would make it, it might make a good. It might make a good like a Netflix series if they wanted to do it that way. But oh, that would be cool. Yeah, you read Generation Z. No, I was confusing it with you World War Z. You thought you were talking yeah. about World War Z, too? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody says here, Joanna just said it, they're reading the uh, Mindhunter, the book that the 
TV show was based on. Adrian is saying The God Delusion by Richard Dawkins. Yeah. Um, that is some classic uh, reading for the agnostic slash. If you're dabbling in atheism, The God Delusion. <laughs> <laughs> or really dabbling. anything by Richard Dawkins. Ambrose says that he's reading Angels and Demons. That book I could not put down. And I thought was vastly better than The Da Vinci Code. Oh, someone says Tommy Knockers by Stephen King is good. That's a book that came in that shipment we got. I'll read that. Robert, next. real quick, shoot <laughs> me back. That that one is another one I, I read so long ago. Is that the one where there's like they're spoiler alert, they're digging out <laughs> a, the guy's digging out a gigantic spaceship, like the spaceship is enormous and he's digging it out and I don't know what it's about. I just know that it came in that huge that shipment. Was, no, I'm asking the guy who oh. put it on <laughs> Robert, uh, let us know. We should start a book club. Uh, Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut. That's some of Kurt Vonnegut's uh, best work there. Slaughterhouse-Five. Christopher says, I read it when I was 12. (laughs) Wow. Cynthia says that she read a book a month for a book club. Ooh, someone's reading You. What is You? Is that the TV show based on? The TV show, yeah. The Netflix show about the creepy guy that stalks the girl. Oh, I was right about the Tommyknockers. I think they turned that into a movie, but I don't think the movie oh. had a whole lot to do. With the book? Yeah. I, or maybe I didn't see the movie. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I'm glad to see people are reading, though. Yeah, it looks like we got a lot of people in the Facebook chat who actually nice. do read. All right, so well, good. The, it's the 70, was it 76% of people have picked up a book? 27% 70, have not have not picked up a book in the last mm-hmm. year. Let's do you give yourself a, a timeline when it comes to reading a book? Like, do you decide, okay, this is how many pages this thing is. I If I haven't finished this by, this by two months from now, I'm a failure. it's time to put it away and start a new book. No, but if... I, if I'm not caught up in the book by like a hundred pages, I I consider I at least think that it might be a waste of time. Like if I'm a hundred pages in and, and I'm it, just it's not, just, you're struggling to it, finish yeah, it. Yeah, I might bail on it. I'll I did read that like with the last the, chapter. Like. I bought the most recent Dan Brown novel, uh-huh. and I forget what it was called because I didn't finish reading it because I was a hundred <laughs> pages in and I go, I've got like another six. It's got another five hundred. Am I in it for another 500? No, I am not. <laughs> yeah. And I was, shut it and put it right back on the shelf. There was one of the Dan Brown books I didn't finish, but I did read a majority of his stuff early on. And I'm telling you, Angels and Demons was probably my absolute favorite. Uh, Dina is saying that her husband's reading Thank You for My Service by Matt Best. That's our good buddy who uh, does the Drinking Bros podcast. His book, Thank You for My Service. Thank You for My Service? Yeah. Wait, wait, and you know the guy that wrote it? Yeah, it's Matt Best. Do I know him? Uh, I don't know if you've met him or not. Remember, he they do the Drinking Bros podcast, um, Article, 15, uh, Article 15, Oh, okay. Those guys? You say Article 15, oh, the Army I know guys. what that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Like with Rocco and JT and those guys? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, keep reading, folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently, we, we got to listen. Look, I needed somebody. Okay, so Buzz is already telling me, just go ahead and give up on the gunslinger. I don't think you'll regret it. I mean, I didn't. I, I read the whole thing and I regretted reading the whole thing. So my question, like, does well, here's the one thing: have an argument for, for the gunslinger. Yes. Ooh, that's a good I, one. I'll give you the argument for it. I've seen like graphs of the Stephen King universe, uh-huh. and apparently the Dark Tower stuff is at the middle of all of it. So all of your favorite oh. Stephen King books all tie together, and they all kind of run through the nexus of 
Dark Tower, which mm-hmm. is a shame because it's boring. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Let's do an entertainment report. And uh, Joanna is going to tell us some top entertainment stories today. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Well, Netflix has announced that Stranger Things is coming back for season four. There's no word on the premiere date, but a teaser tells us that we're not in Hawkins anymore. Didn't we already kind of know that? And yeah. And end up in there was, Russia, most likely? Yeah, there were already rumors like, oh, well, season four is going to come back later. But uh, Netflix officially announced it. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Nico. Good morning. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> I don't think Nico realizes that the more quiet he tries to be, the louder, the louder it, it actually is. Really? You are you sneaking around like this, like a little mouth? Is it working? I, he's, he's doing it like on tippy toes. Trying to come <laughs> in. I've been told I'm an expert sneaker. I thought... Okay. All right. I guess Stranger I... Things 4 coming back to Netflix. Um, no word on the premiere, though. But, I mean, a lot of people already knew it was coming back. Okay. But we're not in Hawkins anymore. Does that mean we're in Kansas? (laughs) Toto. I mean, just asking. Well, remember how season three ended? That the end credit scene, they're in Russia, and they're talking about the American. The American. Yeah, somebody get the American out of his cell. And we're, uh, Wait, the kids are in Russia? No, there's some agents, and they're feeding a guy to a Demogorgon. Oh. And he was about to open like the cage to someone, and they're like, no, leave the American. And you're assuming it's Hopper. Hopper. He's alive. Does anybody watch Stranger Things? Nah. Besides yeah, Buzz, Buzz, Buzz I, doesn't look like I didn't does. even get through the first season. Really? Yeah. Good. I feel like you would have liked it because it's it has a lot of like things from the 80s. I think that's the thing is you have to like the 80s nostalgia. Of right. It. I remember the 80s. The 80s sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but you like the Goldbergs. <laughs> I, maybe I need it in 30 minute capsules but oh, okay. like this whole series I, I halfway through the first season of Stranger Things I don't know I just wasn't enjoying it mm, okay sorry yeah I'm with you yeah yeah Thank you, Mark. I'm glad you came in today. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Hamill has called Ivanka Ivanka Trump a fraud after she posted an image. Well, that's not exactly correct. (laughs) Somebody wrote in the the Facebook chat yesterday, Mm -hmm. uh, Buzz, uh, why don't you say anything about Mark Hamill attacking Ivanka's kid? I said, well, because I don't know about it. But since then, I did read about it. Oh, you did? She posted a thing where her kid is dressed up in a stormtrooper interesting that a member of the Trump family would want to dress up as the evil side in Star Wars. <laughs> I digress. Uh, and I think Ivanka had said the force is strong uh, in mm-hmm. this family and Mark Hamill wrote back uh, you misspelled fraud. Hashtag go force yourself. <laughs> so <He's great. laughs> I don't really see that. Technically is calling Ivanka a fraud. He's just saying the fraud is strong in their family and he's not attacking the kid he didn't say your kid's a fraud you know unless they run and show it to the kid i don't think the kid is checking out their twitter account all i hope not i mean a lot of comments are made on there so what fancy event is she going to she's wearing a gown her husband's wearing a suit a suit or a tuxedo tuxedo they're probably just going to lunch. That's <laughs> how rich the, people the live. All like yeah. in the stormtrooper. Yeah, they're going to the grocery store. That's how rich the... people go to the grocery store. <laughs> and the kids all like, "What? Bring it!" 
in a stormtrooper uh, outfit. <laughs> you see that, Nico? Yeah, he's tiny. <laughs> That's interesting that that the Trump family watches Star Wars and mm-hmm. the kid wants to dress up as a stormtrooper. The dark side. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a Jedi. Not only the dark side, but like a mindless uh, automaton. Thank you. Automaton. (laughs) All right. Chevy Chase uh, participated in a Caddyshack event at the Atlantic City Borgata over the weekend where he answered questions following a screening of the film. While speaking on stage, a female audience member screamed, you're boring. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> where they, they had to call in security and get her out. And he responded by saying, Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> okay. That's I had not only, his line. You yes, told me Dan that. Aykroyd. That's Dan Aykroyd's line. Okay. I had only ever heard that line in the office. When he's all, Dwight, you ignorant slut. When he's standing on the roof. Yeah. He's making it look like he's going to commit suicide. And you guys and were the ones that told me, no, that's actually from Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. But now you're telling me that not even Chevy Chase was the one that said this. No, no Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Jane, you ignorant slut. Point, counterpoint. Yeah, point, counterpoint. Anyway, the whole time she was just yelling, you're boring me. And security had to take her out. <laughs> Those were some funny, funny bits when they would do the... It was the Halloween costumes, I think, and Dan Aykroyd was the salesman on the Halloween costumes, where it was like the Invisible Man was mm, one of the costumes, right. and it was just all black. Wait, so, was that? A, was this a bit from Saturday Night Live? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't remember that. And it was with Dan Aykroyd. It was usually Jane Curtin, I believe, was the one who was. It does say here, him. Jane Curtin. And he would talk about. Um, he, he, was, he was a salesman. He was, he was pitching these Halloween costumes for that Halloween season, and one was like the Invisible Man, where it was just. A, was he like doing the same character and, that he would do when he did the Bassomatic? Do you remember that? Very, it's a classic. I don't know if it's the exactly the same, but I think it's it, it's similar, or it is exactly the a same. sales type. Yeah. Or announcer type. <laughs> there was one that's just called a bag of glass, and it was a toy they were selling for Christmas. That's that was Belushi, though. Maybe no, it was Aykroyd. Maybe that was Dan Aykroyd. Uh, Brandon, if you if if you recorded it, you should watch the uh, season premiere of Saturday Night Live, which aired on Saturday. I've watched bits and pieces. You got to watch the musical tell us performance. About the the end with Woody Harrelson's shirt. Oh, Woody Harrelson comes out at the end. You know where they're all standing on stage. Mm-hmm. You know they take a bow and everything, mm-hmm. and he's wearing a T-shirt that I I I thought had Wednesday Adams. When she was played by Christina Ricci, mm-hmm. because she had the pigtail and the scowl on her face, <laughs> right. I thought, well, maybe it's for Halloween. Very or maybe Woody Harrelson is in the reboot of Adam's Family, but why does he have a Christina Ricci Wednesday Adam shirt on? Then he's he's thanking everybody. He goes, and also let's give a big shout out to Greta Greta Thunberg. It was actually a picture of the little climate activist chick, and I thought it was Christina Ricci. <laughs> But sends us all a text. I thought he was wearing a Wednesday Adams shirt. I totally did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brandon, are you part of the group text? No. God, no. no. I'm so happy for that. No, it's called the NBGC. The No Brandon group chat. It Brandon's not me, in it. So Fernie. Fernie's Lisa, in it. Nico. Lisa. No you. worries, man. You're not missing a lot. Yeah, you're not. Also, we found out I can't respond to the whole group. Yeah, only Buzz. I only respond. <laughs> no, to you Buzz. guys can. You guys can respond to the whole group. Yeah, no. but I can't. What? Because you got a cricket or what? Yeah, I don't know why it doesn't let me respond to the whole group. I was miserable. blown away by the musical guest, Billy Eyelash. 
was incredibly <laughs> still like, sticking with that, huh? It was yeah, just a re, it was just uh, an electrifying performance. Both of them were. God, I'm such a big fan of her. You are. Oh yeah. Like if right, she comes to town, I'll go to Monica to try and get tickets to see no, Billy Eilish. The only the only parts that I've watched so far were Weekend Update stuff, and it was really funny. Did they break character? On the a lot. Because I, I just saw barely like a screen. They cap. broke character. Uh, Aidy Bryant. Bryant's sketch. She broke character, uh-huh. and everybody else did. And then when she was doing the the sketch about the apples with Kate McKinnon, they they broke character because something. I've, I love when that happens. You love breaking character. It looked like a wardrobe malfunction. Like a, one of the boobs was in the wrong place or something. On the no, the dress, the her her fashion person came out and they were doing a skit where she was doing like, oh, this was what I look like. They had to do a multiple costume change. Yeah. Uh. So the the chick comes out before it's time and AD Bryant's trying to like push her like, no, 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 not now. But by then she was just losing it. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Today is the first day of October. Uh, I'm not looking forward to jumping in the pool today, but I got to so you're, uh, you got it. Why have you not taken a bath in a while? <laughs> no, oh, I mean yes, I have. We shower. <laughs> oh my god! Together? So what? No, not together. part of the way I justify <laughs> having a pool and all the upkeep and you know just the uh, expense and effort is that I tell myself, you know, in this part of Texas, you can swim six months out of the year. You can swim more than that. No, if you go in April, you will. It's still That'd a bit cold, chilly. Yeah. May, like oh, Memorial Day. Uh-uh. Not me. It's got to be suck in the up. 90s, <laughs> like five days in a row for your pool to really get. Mm-hmm. So, so I try and get in toward the end of May, but to make it six months, I got to at least get in in October. Okay. I figured get it over with. I jumped in on Sunday. But that was September. Yeah, but it was freezing then. Oh. <clears throat> Your warm spot here locally will probably be Sunday. Yeah, that's when the sun will be out and it'll be in the mid eighties. That's when the less least amount of shrinkage would be possible is on Sunday. Oh, the shrinkage was a hundred percent. I mean, it was already the shrinkage was just like a vanishing act, <laughs> gone. That's why it's called the magician. <laughs> that's what he calls it. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's uh, look ahead at some of the stuff that's coming up in the month of October for you. Buzz, we're getting requests on our chat to bring back the fall keen. What is the fall keen? Are you saying fall keen? Fall king. Fall keen. The king of the fall. Oh, have you guys never been around when we would have the fall king visit? No. Oh, oh it's like he would come in and he, you know, he's like the personification of autumn and Oh, okay. He would come in and talk about his falking crown and his falking robe. And, <laughs> uh-huh. You know, his falking schedule. Yeah. And, uh-huh. I think at some point I was told not to do it anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if I got enough interest, I could bring back the falking. I've never heard it. You know, he, he's got a mother, you know. He does? Oh. Mother Falking. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I saw a couple of comments in the Facebook page over the past uh-huh. few weeks, in fact. Oh, uh-huh. I don't know. If I get enough encouragement, maybe we'll extend the invitation for the 
uh, for the fall. I would like to meet the fall king. Well, he t- he took over the entire radio station one year. Oh, really? Like for the entire month. Yeah. How did that go? Well, see the the station at the time was uh, our flagship station, KLAQ, also known as the Q. Uh huh. So it was the fall Q for the entire month of October. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fuck you. I think maybe we quit doing it also because we ran out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've kind of hit the, the highlights here. That's uh-huh. the gist of it. Yeah. Sounds sounds about right. Uh, Halloween. Start stocking up for Halloween early with candy. You can eat half of it yourself. And it's also the time of year to start uh, thinking about your costumes. Yeah. I need to decide. And I know Lisa's not here today. So tomorrow, definitely... Who is going to be who in our Halloween oh, parade uh-huh. theme? October is a big month for sports fans. We got lots of football, uh, an exciting time of the year for sports across the board. Uh, baseball playoffs start today. Uh, they had like wild card games yesterday, right? No, the uh, season wrapped up on Sunday. Yesterday was a day off. Oh, yesterday's a day off. We the got wild card, card starts tonight, tonight, and these are one game play-ins where you have. Uh, the A's and Rays in the American League, and then the game today is the Brewers and the Nationals. The new NHL season starts tomorrow. We're I know. Already up against. I got to pick my team. Season. What did you every, have a team in- every year? I tell myself I'm gonna watch hockey. I really want to watch because when I do get into it, it's a great sport. It's a phenomenal sport to watch, especially live. But. I don't really have a team. I kind of leaned certain ways. Uh, Boston just go for Ovechkin. And, see, that's what I was thinking. Just, just because go for Ovechkin. That guy's hilarious. I was going to make an announcement tomorrow on the After Buzz as to what my team is going to be coming up for this upcoming season. And, the and N- it might be them, just because Ovechkin's awesome. The NBA, the NBA season starts October 22nd. And the college basketball season gets started I think, right? We'll have college basketball games coming up before that. Uh, In the month of October, some of the uh, new films that hit this month. The new Joker movie opens this week, Thursday night. Everybody can go see it. I'm going to see it. I'm not going to see it on... Yeah, I'll go see it as soon as I can without a lot of effort. go see it Friday after the show? I don't know if my wife wants to go see it. Ooh. This could be uh, Brandon Buzz uh, movie day. Yeah. Oh well, let me know so I can let let me know so I can let my nephew. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) When Brandon and I do Brandon Buzz movie uh, day, Uh I like to like kill two birds with one stone and take my nephew (laughs) (laughs) too. That's what you did last week, wasn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what he did last week. (laughs) The Breaking Bad sequel El Camino hits Netflix October 11th, so that's coming up very soon. And there's not a whole lot known about this movie. It's there's very, some people say that secretive. there's something in the most recent trailer that indicates that Walter White is going to be back. And I think it's because uh, Mike Ermintrout is back and he died on the show. Yeah, I thought he I did. Never I, yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I never saw it. Never what? No. I didn't see it. That's a good one that you need to watch. So they're saying if they I can am bring the back- one who knocks. That's the only thing I know about it is that it has that famous quote. Say my name. You didn't even really say it the way he says it. I am the one who knocks? No. I saw a Saturday Night Live sketch with Drunk Uncle one time, and he was like, I'm the one who knock knocks. (laughs) (laughs) And he does like a knock knock joke. Zombieland (laughs) Double Tap is coming out on October 18th. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's going to be good. 
Here are a few more holidays in addition to Halloween to mark on your calendar. National Taco Day and National Vodka Day are both this Friday. Oh! Yom Kippur begins on October 8th. Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. And uh, that is the Jewish New Year. There's uh, that. That's my guy. I like that guy. (laughs) I'm telling you, I might might have to root. Now remember, this was a couple of seasons ago. I still think he hasn't sobered up. Which is why they didn't do so well in the playoffs last year. Columbus Day is October 14th. I don't know if we're still okay to celebrate Columbus Day, but really, have we ever celebrated Columbus Day? I think they got the day off from school. Maybe. I remember they made a big deal about that on The Sopranos. When people were upset about Columbus and all the stuff that he did and everything else. Did we get a holiday? Like Tony had a very... And he would, yeah, they were all upset because they were like, he was a great Italian man. All right, let's take a look at the Mosho calendar and daily almanac of events and let you know what's going on. Today is CD Player Day or CD Day, National CD Day. Interesting. Not Certificate of Deposit, Compact Discs. Today's International Coffee Day. Mmm. Huh. Today is National Walk Your Dog Day. If you're a dog owner and. You use like the one day of the year to walk your dog. You're you're not you're not doing it right. Today is also World Vegetarian Day. Some celebrities having birthdays. Brie Larson is thirty. She played Captain Marvel in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Love it. Zach Galifianakis fifty today. Whoa! From the Hangover movies. Alan. Yeah. Also, his show on FX, Baskets, is always nominated for a bunch of Emmy Awards. And former home run uh, champion Mark McGuire. He broke Roger Maris's home run record in 1998 with 70 homers, but he later admitted using steroids. Did, uh, did they void that? I know the record eventually got broken by uh, Barry Bonds. No, they who also really was voided anything. They haven't voided any of it, even though these guys were using banned substances. Don't they put an asterisk, though, next to their name? A what? An asterisk? Asterisk? Asterisk. Asterisk. Uh, asterisk. I, he just tried to correct you, and then he got it wrong. Yeah, no, exactly. like he, was getting, he was really adamant about making asterisk. sure he got it wrong. Asterisk. <laughs> You keep saying it different each time. Uh, yeah, let's just call it a tiny little butthole. Yeah. <laughs> isn't there a tiny little no, butthole? Isn't there a tiny little butthole next to their name? Careful now. Did I get beeped? No, but Nico. But you shouldn't. It's not say that. Ba- just don't do it. Yeah, right. but there are. Why do you think they call it an asterisk? Hey. Oh, hey. You got it wrong again. Asterisk. <laughs> What a silly word. Interesting thing is if you go to the Wikipedia asterisk. of home run leaders, the atri- asterisk <laughs> are on um, <laughs> Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, Willie Mays, Ken Griffey Jr., Jim Tomei. Those are where the asterisks are. Why? Because that denotes they were elected into the National Baseball oh. Hall of Fame. Oh. After Randy Quaid is 69, had a nice career going on. Then he kind of went crazy and started making weird videos and just kind of lost his mind. Uh, baseball Hall of Famer Rod Carew. Oh, there's a guy who's got an asterisk next to his name. Rod Carew is a Baseball Hall of Famer, 74 today. Julie Andrews, who is in uh, a couple of bona fide classics, Sound of Music and Mary Poppins. 
is 84 today. And former president Jimmy Carter is 95. He is also the longest living president. Not just like right now, but of all time. Of all no, time. No president has ever lived to be 95 years old. Wow. Which I haven't checked the newswire, but I assume Jimmy Carter has now <laughs> lived to be 95. Uh, today is National Homemade Cookies Day. Two years ago was a very somber day. Uh, it was two years ago tragedy struck in Las Vegas when a gunman opened fire on the country music festival. 58 people were killed. More than 800 were injured. Think about that for a second. I mean, 800 people potentially could have been killed. And 58 were. A happier date in history, I guess. Well, it's the happiest place on earth, right? 1971, Walt Disney World opened in Orlando, Florida. And this date in 1962, Johnny Carson made his first appearance as host of The Tonight Show. Johnny Carson was the man. On the way over, I was listening to the news on satellite and they had a commercial come on. They're doing a whole Johnny Carson uh, satellite radio channel. So I tuned it over there and it's like, yeah, it's him interviewing Buddy Hackett and Jonathan Winters and all, you know, all the people. Uh, Johnny Carson on his first show was introduced by Groucho Marx and his first guests were Mel Brooks, Tony Bennett, Rudy Valley, and Joan Crawford. And it's pretty amazing that 57 years later, two of those people are still alive. Mel Brooks is still alive mm-hmm. and Tony Bennett is still alive, but. Uh, on this date, Johnny Carson took over, and he would hold on to that for over 30 years wow. until he was replaced by Jay, Jay Leno. Leno. That's right. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Steve Kaplowitz has dropped by to talk uh, to us about California's decision. I mean, it doesn't go into effect for four years a lot can change in four years, but uh, what they want to do is allow college athletes to get paid for endorsements and for using their likeness. And uh, the NCAA doesn't sound like it wants to have anything to do with it, which should come as a surprise to anybody. Steve, before we talk about that, good morning, Stephen. Good morning, um, <laughs> Michael. How are you? Good. <laughs> KLAQ Partner Station 600 ESPN El Paso is the official station for UTEP Miners football. And this Saturday, it's homecoming. The Miners take on University of Texas San Antonio. UTSA. UTSA. Oh, UTSA. Uh, The 600 ESPN team starts analyzing the game at 445. The show starts uh, coverage first and 10 at 445. Then at 5 o'clock, John Teicher brings you the pregame show. And uh, what time is kickoff? Six. Six kickoff. Here's the game show is an hour. Check out this headline from the Times yesterday. Uh, It says, UTEP still learning how to win. That's a (laughs) really creative way of saying UTEP lost. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, and this is the truth. When you've won twice in two plus years, 
you're learning how to win. That's the hardest thing you got to do is figure out. And you know, are you? Because I'd make an argument that you're learning how to lose. No, they, <laughs> like they, the no, more no. you do something, you, you don't understand. They've already got that down. So now <laughs> it's a matter. Losing. Yes. So now it's a matter of learning how to win these games. And look, the next two weeks for UTEP, this is this is going to sound crazy to some fans, but these are two very winnable football games. I mean, UTSA is one in three. They've lost okay. three in a row, just yeah. like UTEP has. And we the Niners get them at home. We got that big homecoming mojo. That's right. And then the following week, they play FIU on the road and FIU is winless in conference play. They're also one in three on the season. So it is not without, you know, it's, it's possible that UTEP, if things go well and balls bounce in their favor, they're, they're three and three after uh, six games. All right. They could also be one in five. Who knows? So uh, Brandon, tell us basically what uh, California says they want to do. They want to allow college athletes to make name or make money based on their likeness. And I guess this would be if somebody wants to to pay you to, you know, your Instagram if you're a college athlete. I guess if like a local car dealer wanted you to go out there and do a local commercial, you'd be able to do that. You would. And the law, the way that California wants to structure it is you can't be prevented from doing this by the college or any other entity, which is going to put them in direct conflict with the NCAA. Here's what I want to know. If an athlete in California endorses a, you know, an auto dealership and they get a car as part of the dealership, wouldn't that kind of defeat the purpose of recruiting since they usually get a free car anyway that usually goes under the table? <laughs> well, now... The, Eric Dickerson, it, SMU. Yeah, Hello. that's exactly what right. Did he get a gold cam- uh, Camaro? Is that what it was? Maybe the athletes will, will, will be smarter this time and they'll be like, you know what? That, uh, that caddy's nice, but I want a Tesla. So, you know what? I guess we, it would be the, no change except you would be able to do it not under the table. You'd be mm-hmm. able to do it above the table. That's exactly right. Yeah, but wasn't the point to having amateur uh, sp- sportsmen to not care about the money, to not care about <laughs> to just play for the love of uh, the game and their education, adorable. and their education, and right? their education. And I totally agree with that because if if everybody starts to do it, then athletes will now finally start to get a piece of the pie, something they've lacked for years. All right, here are a couple of issues. If only California does it, uh, say there's somebody who's thinking about signing with Alabama. Or another prestigious LSU, mm-hmm. Texas. Well, all of a sudden you got to factor in. Oh, I can go to California. I get paid, you know, instead of sitting there eating ramen. Now well, they don't eat ramen. I mean, most of them get some kind of cafeteria voucher or whatever, right? Uh, like a a football table. Just think about how recruiting is going to go, and schools are going to visit they're athletes, gonna go, hey. and they're going to give them a they're going to give them this big folder, and they're going to say, "You sign with us." These are all the perks you're going to get by showing up here. You, you, don't even, you haven't even played a down or, or touched the ball yet. But I mean, like we the know biggest stars this. could make maybe a million a year well, in endorsements. How big they are, and but then I'm sure. You could also find endorsements even for some of the lesser players. Like you might pay, like you do a radio show with the coach, right? Or you have in the past. Yes, I have. Yeah. Well, maybe you have a player that does a radio show and gets reimbursed, not to millions of dollars or but makes you know, it makes an makes appearance money. fee. Makes an, an appearance, appearance fee. fee. Sure. It they like, can't do that now. They can't do any of that now. But well, it's all I under mean, the table now. It sounds like it's just making corruption legal, basically. Well, it wouldn't be corruption because it would be legal. Yeah. 
One of the things the NCAA could do at, that I've heard about is they could uh, m- remove California teams from their conferences. That's not going to happen. They That's could, the stupidest thing. Listen, they could pat, they, the not NCAA has already said they could make make it so California teams can't play outside of the state of California. Really? USC and Stanford, you're going to take them out of the conference. Yeah. You can't do that. Well, And you can't... Uh, you know, something's got to give. I mean, so the point is something's got to give. Right? Sure, I think what's going to give is other states are going to follow suit. I think that's what's going to happen. Law doesn't They're, go into effect until 2023, so if you're going in as a freshman this year, you'll your college will already be over uh, before you could benefit from this, which is going to be a real kick in the gut. Not if you're a freshman <laughs> in high school. and a freshman in high school, you're looking at no, dollar signs about, right well, now. I'm talking about so, yeah. a freshman in college. I have a question. Is this going to prevent student athletes who would go straight to the pros and maybe they think you more can't. about... Not in a football. lot of the sports you can't right now. You can't in football. You, you can't, can't in baseball. You will. You will by the time by the time this hits in basketball, you will be able to jump from from high school back to the pros the way you used to. Oh, are they getting rid of that one year? Yeah. deal. Yeah. See, I like the baseball rule. The baseball rule is if you sign directly out of high school, cool, you're in. You can go get paid. If you don't, you're locked in for three years, and then you're able to enter the major league baseball draft. So I, I don't see why. I still think football is really iffy on any kid going from high school directly into the NFL. You'll get destroyed. Well, There's the thing very, is, very, very you're not, few that would be able to do that. You know, when I was in high school, we had four guys in the senior class ahead of me. So I was a junior, they were a senior. Four guys signed uh, contracts. They didn't play in the major leagues. None of them ever played in the major leagues, but they. You You're know, talking about uh, signing, meaning they were drafted and they signed pro contracts. They signed pro contracts okay. and only played the minors, but. Well, the thing is that in football, as a high school senior, your body is not physically mature to play in the NFL. You're not built that way yet. It takes usually know. three to four years to get there. This is a big leap, right? From high school to pros. I don't know. I watch bodies. a lot of college football, and those guys don't look like they're uh, going easy because of their brittle baby bones. No, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but they're not all freshmen in college. I yeah. think that's the point. I'm, I'm saying if you're looking at a, a 17, 18-year-old kid, and you're going to say that they're going to be able to play in the NFL as an 18-year-old like they can in the NBA, that there's a difference there. Know. We used to go out and play like playground football without any pads, and we'd tackle, and I would just bounce back the next day and not feel anything, and by the time I was 30... Were you going up against guys like Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald? No, but I'm just saying, I think the uh, this whole thing, your body's not developed enough to play... It, I, I don't think it holds a whole lot of water. The only thing I'll say is this, okay? So, you know, the other night I had a dream that I was running in my dream. I threw my back out in my dream. You're injuring yourself you're in so, your dream? You're so old. <laughs> Oh, my God. How'd you throw your back out? Just, just running? Dr- I just dreamt that I was running, and I guess I woke up, and I was like in the... Uh, and the next thing I know, my back went out. He hit a wall in his dreams. Oh. I think the play... Okay, so here's the way it started. Uh, let's say a hundred something years ago, a uh, bunch of guys are hanging out at college. They have some spare time. They say, you know what? Let's play football. They say, okay, you get on that side. I'll get on this side. Uh, they started doing it. No, no scholarship. Uh, no per diem. Nothing. It's just guys want to play some football. Then somebody said, oh, look, there's a crowd of people gathered around watching us. And I also heard there's a school down the road. We could play them. So you just, like, students in their spare time would do this stuff. And that's the way it was for a a period of time. Then schools that wanted to get really good because these stadiums started filling up with people. And there was a lot of money to be made. So some people said, well, 
we got we heard about this kid in high school who's really good. How about if we pay for his college yeah. and he gets to go to college for free? And that seemed like a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, that's a great deal. Yeah. Uh, college is expensive, and all this kid has to do is play some football. Well, that, those days are way behind. Now it's like they got scholarships for so many different kids, and they put the academics aren't even a thought anymore. The idea that at some of these big schools, you might occasionally find somebody who, who does take their studies seriously, but I went to the University of Oklahoma in the 1980s, mm-hmm. and I saw these guys who would go on to play in the NBA and the NFL because they were in my class, or I say they would be in my class, except they only showed up on the first day of the semester and the last day of the semester. And I didn't see them any of the other days in between. So the whole the whole system is just kind of like a wink that, oh, they're getting a free educate. No, they're not. Most of them aren't. Most of them are there to play their sport, and you're there to get them through, and everybody makes money except them. Mm-hmm. But eventually it'll pay off, and they might get a pro contract. Well, how many college athletes don't make it to the pros, and then they do need that degree that they, they get? Like I say, you could find individual students who realize, hey, I'm not, I'm not that great a football player. I should really you know, go to my classes and Take study. Ballroom dancing. But, but that's not the rule. It's See, I still more think, the exception. I still think even if you get on a scholarship – that can be postponed. If you're going to go play football, you can go play football. But let's say... Oh, you've been reading my notebook. That's what I've said for a long time. If you're going to give somebody a scholarship, give them a scholarship. They can come back and use it at any point when their playing's done. So yeah, but there are play- some schools that do that. There are some schools that if a, if somebody goes, plays in the pros, and they want to come back in a couple of years and continue going to school, the schools will take care of them. And that's smart because if those players end up making millions and they give back to the school and start uh, donating, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars back to the school, then, you know, taking care of their education just to pay it out in a big way. Uh, so are you for what they're doing in California? Or Absolutely. You, get, you are for it. You oh, just yeah. hope more states get in line with it. They will get They will get in line. There's no way that California is going to have this kind of an advantage on everybody else. The, the other states aren't going to allow it. You're not going to be able to kick out the big schools from California. That's not going to happen. They're not going to be outlawed out. NCAA may try and play that card, though. Then what if they uh, may bluff? I mean, even if you don't think they can do it, they well, let's, might. let's let's put it this way: What if California, Texas, Florida, and some of the other big ones decide that if the NCAA is going to do this, they'll have their own league? And what would you rather watch? Would you rather watch the big schools from the big states play, or the rest of the country? I'd, I'd want to watch a bunch of uh, top-notch athletes who are getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although, if they're getting paid, what's the incentive to, to keep practicing and stuff? Like, they're already making money. What would so- be the incentive to keep playing and practicing in the NFL? What would be the incentive to keep playing and practicing and in the NBA? Yeah, but by that point, you're, you're already in the NFL. These guys are in college. They want to get into the NFL. But you got to understand something, okay? So say you're getting paid, and you don't practice, and you suck. Then what's going to happen is is that when the draft comes, they're not going to they're not going to take you seriously because you didn't perform. So even if you get paid, you're going to still and want the, to perform. The, the so that players you can have to go. earn their yeah. their job exactly their are, entire career. These are still college kids, right? So you give them a bunch of money. What is going to do? What's going to happen when a college kid gets a bunch of money? Well, nobody's even saying they're getting a bunch, bunch of, of money. money. They're getting, like, some, getting money. some money. But then you can yeah. also look back at what has happened with some of the. Uh, former NBA players who made the jump from high school directly to the NBA. Did LeBron James, after he made a bunch of money, did he like, ah, cool, I'm done. It's over. I don't think everybody has your mentality, Nico. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I have seen a lot of, like, young quarterbacks that have gotten drafted that, you know, you don't really see them anymore because they... 
How about well, that happens frequently more because you have somebody who, with a lot of talent who's able to kind of skirt by a little bit. Yeah, they go to practice, but they don't realize the amount of work that it is. And then when they do get signed, they still, you know, go to practice and they still do these other things, but they're not willing to put in the full amount of work that it takes. And that's why you see them fizzle out. Yeah. Think of the Lee. hierarchy. If this was going to be the case in California, the big stars at Stanford and USC, you know, the quarterback has all these sweet deals going on but as you go down the roster you get to the third string imagine what some kids might do uh you know after all the good gigs are taken up Mm -hmm. to get paid you know somebody's out on the corner wearing a chicken suit and advertising (laughs) popeyes or something then again if you're if you're a backup or third string you know you're one or two injuries away from having your opportunity and if you make the most of it then you're going to be the next one to get paid that's a good point happens a lot in college sports especially in college football when injuries how about somebody on the rifle team for instance, you know, you think they're going to get any endorsements because they're a scholarship athlete on the yeah, rifle team? Probably could get one from some from a rifle company. They yeah, might. Yeah, they, they could. That's Maybe. true. I, I could see the the companies that supply a lot of the equipment for said sport, whether it's volleyball mm-hmm. or golf or one of the ones that, that don't necessarily attract a lot of television right. attention, they could easily get that. And then you would see them plastered all over the school, all over the campus of that college. With, yeah, that's right. You, you know, check out this new volleyball or whatever it is. You know, TaylorMade or Titleist would love to jump on board with some of these college golfers oh, that yeah. they believe will be future Masters winners or future, uh, you know, the big big time golfers. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe. I mean, name t- one t- college golfer right now. What's that? Name one college golfer right now. Like, who's the biggest name in college golf? Yeah, it's a little hard to market that, right? Tiger. When Tiger was in college, everybody knew who Tiger was. Well, Woods I don't think was, it would be targeted nationally because I think that if you have a really good golf team on your campus, you're going to know who those people are. You're yeah. going to know who those players are. It's going to be regional. Yeah. Oh, all it's right. Name one, local. name one scholarship golfer at UTEP. Uh, you know what? I actually just had one on here because I follow <laughs> UTEP on Instagram. Hold on. Liger Hoods. <laughs> Um, no, because I mean, I'd say there are some things where, but you know what also helps with that? Getting a sponsorship. Oh, getting your name out there? Yeah. You can't get a sponsorship unless you have a name. But what, you can't what, get Valeria a name without a Mendizabal. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the I thing. I just butchered right. her name. But anyway, there's, yeah, uh, she took second place at the Wyoming tournament. There's amazing. also, there's Good also. Job. A Young lot lady. of um, there's a lot of companies that you know are, are very much into the golf scene in their communities, and if they go watch uh, you know the practice and see a player and they like that player, then maybe they'll want to do a little something yeah. for that individual. There could be it could be on a case by case basis. I'm just picturing us. somebody at Stanford who's a third string offensive lineman, and the best gig they got was they got paid like fifty bucks to show up at a frat party. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> then you just took care of their beer yeah, for the night. Beer money. Yeah. That's the best offer I had. Sorry, that's all I could get. Uh, all right. The, the the most unfair thing would be if California did it and nobody else could. Nobody. And all of a sudden you've got potentially huge amounts of money yeah. to lure people to go to California. Well, this stuff is going to be changing here you know, quickly. I, now, think, I think there's a reason that they, they gave themselves enough time. Like this thing doesn't go into effect until 2023, because they're I giving think this people the, time to adjust. This is the first domino in the fact that that's going to be affecting all of college athletics. Now let me say this: I will have UTEP Director of Athletics Jim Center today at 4:20 in our uh, uh. in our Lubingo Studios and on Sports Talk, and we will talk about this today with Jim. It's called Front and Center. 
with Jim Center, and we'll ask him about California and, and the ripple effects of how we, this could eventually affect uh, how many, UTEP and Texas here in the next three, four years. If you so. had to guess, how many coaches and school administrators are in favor of college athletes getting paid? My, my feeling is that number I would, say would be very, very low. I would say almost none. Almost none. Sure. Meanwhile, they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. The administrators, you know, the school's making money. Well, there's sponsors now are now making let's, money. Now let's, let's let's preface this, okay? There's a lot of schools out there that don't do nearly as well as others. Right. So we're talking it's not about a cash some cow for every school. No, but there are some schools fact, that some, are making hundreds schools, of millions, and others that are making next to nothing. Okay, but the coaches are all getting paid. They have to by the school, not by advertisements. Depends on where you go. <laughs> it depends on where <laughs> you go. Because there are certain Nick places. Nick Saban's hawking Affleck, yeah. man. Yeah, you, you, you'll know that there are some coaches that make serious endorsement money. Like, where did the spirit of sportsmanship go? You know, like, are, isn't that the point of sports to just look at, like... No, it's money. It's money. <laughs> it is. Like, it's when, all money. When kids start peewee football, they're not thinking, oh, this is going to be the kid I'm going to... Yeah, you know. they are. Let me tell you this. one: In the NCAA, all they're looking at is dollar signs. That's all the NCAA cares about. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. I mean, think about when you and I play Battlefront. On Xbox, yeah, let's let's use that as a. <laughs> let's oh, that Costa Rican kid or whatever the well, kid's no. name was that just kept whooping your butt. I don't play online anymore. I just like playing one on one. You just like playing me because I'm terrible at it now. We do it for the love of, of the, the game. game. But if we got a letter that said, "Hey, we want to pay you a thousand dollars every time you play," it. We couldn't sign fast enough. You could probably and that's do exactly that. what happened I'm with not sports. We could start a Twitch channel for Buzz playing video games, and I think that people would actually watch him play yeah, video games. I, I think the only right. video game good. I would play is the original Star Wars Battlefront, not even the not new even ones. Sequel. The original from 2004. That's the oh, only that's one right. I would I play. I forgot that you were able to get that in your... Uh, uh, you were able to uh, load that into the new Xbox. It has been a life-changing experience. <laughs> Congratulations. Like, uh, good games, man. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Steve forgot to mention something, but uh, Jacob is calling in about the college athletes uh, getting paid story out of California. Hi, Jacob. Hi, good morning, Mr. Adams. How you doing? Doing fantastic, Jacob. Mr. Adams. Let's just Buzz is fine. Oh, sorry. Or sir. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Jacob? No, I was just going to let you know. I, I actually know that um, I believe rodeo and college sports, they can get paid, and it's kind of like an incentive for them. So they can go and do a professional competition for rodeo, bull riding, whatnot, but then they can still go to college, and then that following week they can go and perform or like compete in a college event. I would have to take your word on that. I know that rodeo is pretty big in, in schools like Wyoming, and I think Sol Ross uh, has a... Yeah, some, some schools have a bull riding uh, program, and, and you're saying that their athletes are are allowed to go out and earn money actually rodeoing. Yes, sir. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think they're confined by the NCAA rules, so they can actually perform at a, a collegiate level and a professional level. Uh, that's pretty fascinating. Yes, sir. Did did you ever rodeo, Jacob, or you just know people who did? I did. I, when I turned eighteen, I went and I rode a bull, and I stayed on for eight seconds. The bull didn't jump too much, but I. <laughs> Wait, you rode you rode it one time. Yeah, one time I got on for my eighteenth birthday from my grandfather, who was a bull rider, and, and my bull just didn't want to jump until the guy slapped it on the the butt, and then it, it knocked me out pretty good, and I broke my nose. I wish I could quit while I'm ahead like you when I go to casinos. 
<laughs> just like <laughs> if you just win, if you just win the first time, it's just like okay, good enough. I'm done. All right, thanks, Jacob. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, yes, sir. All right, we'll see you. That's a very respectful young man. Yes, sir. I like that. I'd like to hear that from you a little more, Nico. I, I tried for the first month. Oh, you guys are out back smoking heaters. <clears throat> What's a heater? Cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, I tried cigarettes. Didn't like them. They made my burrito taste really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I'm going to stick with him. And then he took one puff and he's like, I don't like this anymore and tried to give it back. (laughs) So kind of piggybacking on that call, there's something called the National Intercollegiate Rodeo Association, but it's not a division of the NCAA. It's separate from the NCAA. Yes, Uh, it is a college. Right. It is college rodeo. And they do have uh, schools. I think Joanna has the list of the schools. As far as we know, is that the only college sport that is that it incorporates animal abuse? (laughs) There you go. I'm surprised that uh, Pete is not a sponsor. Of the rodeo? Yes. I don't know. Didn't you see the Georgia Bulldog get run over? Was it the Georgia Bulldog or was it another one that got run over in a game a couple weeks ago? Got run over by what? It was the Georgia Bulldog. It was the Georgia Bulldog. Yeah, it was was by a player. They had him right there on the sideline and wham! Right into him. Don't bring your real mascot Smushed to his the face game. Up and everything. A lot of schools do that. They had a real sports on it about like the the different Mascots. actual animals. I guess they have a tiger at LSU that they bring to the game, and he's petrified of the cannon or what. Have you ever seen that one, Steve? Yeah, and they've also seen how Bevo is so temperamental. The um, the mascot of the Longhorns. So you've seen that, right? How Bevo sometimes will they they have a hard time. Is that a rallying ste- is that. it a steer or is it a Longhorn? Yeah, it's the Longhorn. <laughs> yes. Way to put the pieces of the puzzle. He said beaver. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. Bevo. Bevo. Oh, okay. Steve, you got... Uh, beaver, the longhorn? That'd be great. <laughs> oh, hey, the Oregon... Uh, which one's the beavers? Oregon State. Do they have an actual beaver? I don't think so. <laughs> they have uh, the cheerleading squad. They've got, I believe they got beaver. There it is. That's good. <laughs> All right. You've the earned beaverettes. your gas money today. <laughs> They got horses at, for OU, but they're pulling this what's called the Sooner Schooner. Yeah, that's hilarious. Did you did you ever see it a couple of years ago when they were when they were going real fast and they accidentally derailed it on like the fifty? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was hilarious. The schooner just completely toppled over. <laughs> Shut up! You remember <laughs> that? Your mascot's hilarious. <laughs> Boomer Schooner. We have a real miner, probably. No, somebody so told me like they think. The I don't know if you've heard about this, but somebody said they were at an event and maybe they had a fill in, but they think the person in the minor costume was a girl. No, they have two girls this year on the uh, squad. Well, somebody said you can tell because their mannerisms are very girl feminine. By the way, it wasn't the Georgia Bulldog, it was the Mississippi State Bulldog, and he got hit pretty damn hard. Did he live? Yeah. They didn't have to put him down? No. Somebody told me, hey, I was at an event and the minor. The person in the minor suit, I think, is a girl because all of their gestures are are very feminine. I don't know why I'm telling you this. <laughs> you yeah. came back to hey. tell us what's going on KROD, our yeah, partner station. Tonight. I mean, 600 ESPN. I don't even know if you even know this. You probably don't. The baseball playoffs start tonight. Wild card Major League baseball. Yeah. Yes. We who's playing? Who's playing tonight? A's and the Rays. Nope. No. Tonight's Milwaukee and Washington. Uh, okay. Yeah, you did. You had a 50-50 shot, Buzz. Yeah. You were close. Take it, hey, man. You know what? You miss all the shots you don't take, all right? Yeah. So we're going to uh, have the game for you tonight. Uh, 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock first pitch, which means 90 minutes of sports talk. 
Bernie Olivas will be dropping by. Oh, good. We'll have the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl watch at five. We're say, great. Say that. Uh, and then hopefully we'll get a chance to talk at the start of the show with Mark Lowry, head coach of the Locomotive. Big road win by the Locomotive, beating Sacramento on uh, Saturday night. And that's huge three points for the Locomotive as they make their playoff push with five games left in the season. Did you, are you following Locomotive oh, soccer? Oh, sure I am. No, I'm serious. You betcha. Have you, every, have you every, been to a match? No. How have you not been to a home match? They play Wednesday at home tomorrow. Why don't you go? It's a show. What time do you go to okay. sleep? Seven, Seven o'clock. o'clock. No, you can't go there. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things I would like to be able to stay up late for, but soccer's not one of them. I was uh, mm. doing comedy at the Red Parrot, and he couldn't even stay out to go to the Red Parrot. Think about that. Yeah. Let he wouldn't stay in. up to go to the Red Parrot. Now, here's what I don't understand. Was it, he wasn't, didn't want to go to bed, or he didn't want to go see you do stand-up? Did you get paid? He didn't want to get up. Sure. Do you get paid to do comedy at the Red Parrot? <laughs> What? Do you get paid? Yeah. Or is it just tips? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Serious. Just one tip. (laughs) Serious question about the parrot. If you were really serious, right, I'm sure Darius would put you up in some kind of cot where you can go to sleep. Uh, I need to take a nap and then I'll go out. And then you get up and and get over here to the show and you could actually sleep over at the Red Parrot if you wanted to. I'm sure they would make those arrangements for you. You'd wake up with somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Wake up with Nico. No, I meant somebody else. I know. There's a lot of space at that club that's unused. I know there's just like these, you know, that's a big building and they only use basically that one room. You could have them build a little mini apartment like how Walt Disney had one built at the front of Disneyland above the fire station. Are you saying the red parrot is Buzz's Disneyland? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You guys, that would be hilarious if that's exactly like, Uh I love the rides. I want to tell you guys, I have a girlfriend. (laughs) I have a girlfriend now. Uh-huh. There's a chance she's listening. She probably doesn't understand anything you're saying, but <laughs> I don't want. Sometimes she calls and Google translates what's she's on be the like, show. What so is the red not, parrot? Yeah, but she might think the red parrot is something else. So there you go. You can play that off. El pájaro roja. Tell her it's an ex- extension of Trader Joe's. Being involved in a car wreck can be a stressful and confusing time. The Ruman Law Firm is prepared for exactly this type of situation. Let us fight the insurance companies while you take care of the most important thing you and your loved ones let chuck and the ruman law firm handle your case so you can get the monetary damages you deserve make 8454 law your first call after an accident chuck ruman the people's injury lawyer